podcast in Mindsight, where we discuss our latest thought-provoking ideas and intriguing concepts that we stumbled upon on our productivity journey. Man, as always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Yasin. I'm Elias, and let's dive right into this week's episode's topic, which is authenticity. What an authentic intro, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Very new speaker-like. Very nice. Yeah. Very motivated. No, actually, it's not High that energy. authentic. It's scripted. <laughs> Shh, don't tell them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, they probably thought we do the same intro every week. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, because we're authentic, we not exactly, because yeah. we planned. So, <laughs> oops. For sure. <laughs> All right, man. Authenticity. That's yeah. quite quite a big topic again, and we we're probably not going to be able to cover everything in one episode. But okay. let's let's just try to. My dive. first question, man. Go ahead. <laughs> first question. Do you consider yourself to be authentic? Let's get right into the core thing. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Um, well, I consider myself to be way more authentic than I was a year ago. That's for sure. I've mm -hmm. developed in that area quite a bit and I've worked quite hard on that. I'm still working on it. However, I still notice in certain situations with certain people I have a tendency to not be very authentic and to kind of play a role or be that kind of the kind of person that I think is expected of me in that situation. Yep. And yeah, obviously in those kind of situations I feel very inauthentic and I feel very bad afterwards and um I I just feel like something something's not quite right. And I kind of betrayed myself in a way. And yeah, man, I'm working on that. But compared to last year and the years before that, I definitely improved a lot in that area. How about right. you? Do you want to? Oh, man. Do you want... Mm, I don't know whether we should talk about me at the moment. I mean, maybe we... Maybe we dive a bit more into what you just said first. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. If, if that's fine for you, man. Sure. If that's fine for you. Um, yeah, do, maybe, first of all, do you have a specific example to illustrate, um, that whole, that whole spiel a bit more, <laughs> um, of what you, of what you just said, like, where, where do you feel particularly bad or just as an example, and then we can build up a bit more on that. Okay. On the terms you used and yeah. Okay. 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 Well, I'm I'm going to start a little more general and go into the details later. So when I feel like I'm not being authentic, I tend to feel bad because as I said, I feel like I kind of betrayed myself and who I truly am, um, either because I held back or I wanted to say something and I didn't, or I just, I just acted weird. I, I acted in a way that just didn't sit quite right with me. Um, but that's kind of the general idea behind it, why I feel kind of bad afterwards. Um, situations would be, for example, okay, I yesterday, <laughs> yesterday I started at a startup as an intern. And I kind of met the CEO and the founder for the first time in person. 
and he was kind of showing me how everything works and helped me set up and all of that. And that first day was quite difficult for me in a way that I I was kind of tense all the time and I was trying to make a good impression and to do my things right and to not say any, anything stupid. And that led to me in certain moments feeling quite inauthentic um, because I was so tensed up and not really able to just be myself. Um, and generally, when I when I feel when when I meet new people, and for some reason I kind of want to impress those people or make sure I make a good first impression, that's usually when I kind of have a tendency to be a bit inauthentic and try to be someone. I'm not really just so I can leave a good first impression. Those are the kind of situations I've noticed. Nice, man. Nice. Okay. I I want to bring this a bit more on on the meta level where we can discuss a bit what authenticity consists of right now. Um now the I wrote down a few few terms that that you used um, during during your elaboration. And by by the way, we can also get into um, I don't know solving uh, your inner conflict there, <laughs> or, or <laughs> whatever, or discussing conflict. it a bit more. <laughs> All right, <laughs> if sure. You want. Sure. But um, the terms you use um, that we need to get a bit into more like in a philosophical sense, maybe, um, are the terms self, like yourself, you let yourself down, you felt bad, you betrayed yourself. What What is the self? Um, and on the other hand, the role of uh, society, of, of others in that, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why... How how can you betray yourself first of all? That's I guess that's that's a, a good starting point because yeah you could say that you are the sum of your actions right <laughs> so everything you did um, was what you intended to do um, was what you are hmm. so how could you betray okay. yourself in that situation okay okay oh, i mean that's man. a critical question it's not you're yeah you're getting quite <laughs> philosophical on me <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. okay let me think i just so, want to see how you think about it <laughs> sure so basically your question is or your your argument is that you are the sum of your actions and therefore whichever way you act in certain situations is authentic because that's how you chose to, to act in that situation. If yeah. I get that correctly. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I partly agree. Obviously, whatever, <laughs> however I choose to conduct myself is ultimately who I am in that particular moment. But I still think that there can be a discrepancy between who, how you want how you really want to act or what you really want to say and what comes out of your mouth or how you then really act when you're all tensed up, when you try to make a good first impression, when 
you yeah when you just try to make people like you for some reason that's where there can often be a discrepancy between how you intend to act and how you end up acting and that's usually when we feel inauthentic and like we betrayed ourselves would you agree (laughs) yeah um Okay, what you said was this, or or another word I picked out of what you just said is this wanting aspect. It's not what I, I want to be, right? Um, yeah. And there, I'd say we have already like a, a starting point to, to get a bit closer to authenticity. Um, because we all have a specific like self image of who we want to be, where we want to be in the future. Um, so also a time aspect is like uh, in there, maybe we want to become our true selves more authentic in that sense. Um, so we have a specific role that we want to fulfill, which results, which resulted from, how we grew up, what our values uh, became to be, um, yeah, our environment, whatever we self-reflected about. So we have a self-image or a, self, a, a specific role we want to we want to fulfill. And now, what you say is okay. Due to some external circumstances, um, society or whatever. We, or you, um, got a bit further away from from your self-image that you wanted to fulfill. Therefore, you became less authentic. Would you agree? Uh, (laughs) Yes and no. I think self-image is definitely a part of it. And how we wish, we, we kind of get angry at ourselves if we're not able to act in the way we would like to act, in the way maybe our ideal version of ourselves would act. So yes, I agree with that part. However, I think authenticity is much more about not having that big of a discrepancy between our deeper values and beliefs and our ultimate actions. I think that's kind of the point. And if I, you know, when I'm feeling the most authentic and in uh, let's say oh man that's difficult damn it um okay let's say for example when i'm with my family i feel the most authentic i'm just being myself i don't have to think about how i act and how i say things it's just it's just me being me you know and in if i notice that in those situations where i feel authentic i act a certain way i say things a certain way I enact my beliefs and values in a certain way. And then I get out in the world, out into society, and I suddenly start acting differently. Although my values and beliefs haven't changed, then that feels very inauthentic. And that's where that discrepancy comes about. So yeah, I agree. Part of it is self-image, how we would like ourselves to act. But also part of it is not acting like our authentic selves when they enact their beliefs and values. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but to be honest, that's exactly what I 
maybe I've, I framed it wrong, but that's exactly what I just said. We have our current situation where we are right now, and maybe in that situation we're ex uh, extremely acting against our our beliefs, our values, um, our self-image that we have of ourselves. Um, yeah. Oh, did you say beliefs and values? I, I didn't get that. Yeah, I mean, okay, maybe I should have defined like that self-image part a bit more. Um, that's that. It's also a good question whether that self-image is is located in the future, like where we want to get, or whether it's like located in the present, how we want to act right now. Right. Um, with the second one, it's exactly what you said, I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Let let's try, let's try to investigate that further. So, the question basically is: Is our self-image something that's in the future? That's kind of an ideal we're striving towards, or yeah. is it just the way we see ourselves, or the way we want to see ourselves and want to see ourselves act in society? Mm -hmm. What yeah. what would your what suits your personal definition of self-image more? Future or present? <laughs> that's that's our question, yeah. Um, honestly, I think they are overlapping to a huge extent. Because however I want to act in a certain situation, um, independent uh, of how I actually act in a situation is is where I want to end up, uh, where I want to get to. Um, so I'd say we all have already reached. Oh, she Zoom just destroyed itself. <laughs> okay, short break, I guess, in the podcast. Um, Let's see whether we'll get back soon. Other than that, I guess I could sing a bit right now for our wonderful audience. Um. <laughs> or even better, those of you who still need to do some push-ups or are cleaning their rooms right now, man. You can do 10 more. You You... Do you also do you see that spot on the window, man? You have to wipe it down a bit more. Definitely. And now, now it's clean. And one more set, one more rep, man. Nice. Now we seem to be connected again. Okay. Yes. Perfect, man. <laughs> um, I tried to entertain our audience a little while Zoom was dying. <laughs> okay. You know, the typical window and push-up. <laughs> window wiping and push-up. You didn't. <laughs> I did. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. Okay, anyhow, I'll repeat myself. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, I'll repeat myself. So, again, rep repetition of the question. Um, is our self-image something that's located in the present, that's where we want to be in a certain situation, maybe aren't because we're acting uh, not according to our values and beliefs, or is it something in the future uh, where, yeah, something located in the future where we want to get uh, over time, maybe. Is that a good summary, would you say? Yeah, sums okay. it up. So my argument, I guess, I, is 
it's both. They are overlapping uh, to a huge extent. I'd say the present ex aspect is kind of included in the future aspect already. Um, because not everything of our self-image of what we want to reach um, doesn't have to be fulfilled at this point in time right now. Uh, yeah, sorry, man, that was a bit confusing. Um, what I basically want to say is a huge part of our self-image are, for example, values um, or certain kinds of actions we want to take in certain kind of situations like i don't know helping the old grandma over the street and <laughs> they don't need to be located in the future they can already be the case um in this current point in time however there are also values that cannot cannot be perfectly achieved and i'd say they partly are fulfilled and partly lie in the future. Um, so still work needs to be done. And in this case, I guess those are the most critical aspect of authenticity because you can, you can act against them rather easily, I'd say, like... Um, you want to live healthy, uh, for example, is, is probably one of everyone's values. And nevertheless, it's easy to, um, yeah, eat the occasional McDonald's burger. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, you can't, you can't do like a 100% agenda with healthy living because you can't perfectly live 100% healthy yeah and then there are the values uh, or maybe the aspects that we want to have in our lives like um i don't know success in uh, your partnership that lie in the future because you don't have a partner at the moment so i think it's like a whole spectrum of of yeah of values of different things we want to obtain that form the self our self-image our kind of true self that we want to get to that would right. be my point maybe right yeah okay hmm interesting okay i i actually i actually agree with what you said <laughs> you actually um, agree man i actually agree <laughs> it happens sometimes now but yeah I, I think it was quite 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 an interesting interesting definition you brought up there and i think would you agree that the better word for our self-image in the present would actually be self-image and for our self-image in the future that influences our self-image in the present would be mm -hmm. our ideal self i think those are better described yeah, and, better uh, what is actually meant and in that case, our self-image of the present is included in our ideal right. self right. to a certain extent. At least with the definitions we came up with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So to summarize that point, I guess, um, we are, we can be inauthentic if we act against our um ideal self 
Yes. Again. Which includes ag- acting against our um, self-image in the present. Yes. Again, I agree with that part, but I think the other 50% or probably even more are our current beliefs and values and whether or not we actually enact them in society and the real world or not. Because if you, let's say, what would be a good example of a belief? But isn't that already included in the definition? Well, I I think, okay, for me, an ideal, when I think of my ideal self, it's more like a vision or a set of goals, Mm. a set of personal goals for the future that I strive to obtain in some way. And some of th- some of those goals are rather values in that, for example, my ideal but self is very honest and honesty yeah. isn't something that you can just achieve 100% of. It's something that you always strive towards. And therefore, some... No. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. But no, my argument would be, aren't your goals or aren't your values that you haven't obtained yet aren't they already part of your self uh, of our, of your self image of your ideal self where you want to get because at this because what you probably want to argue is okay my current values they are different from the values of my um, ideal self is is right is that how i understood it yes right but I would say, no, uh, your current values are your ideal values because you, if one value that you currently have differs from the value you have in the future, then that's actually not a value that you currently have because you value the other thing more because you want to get there. Okay, I, I get where... <laughs> this is getting highly <laughs> philosophical. Okay, I get yeah, where you're coming from. I like it. I get where you're coming from, okay? But... Okay. I'd rather say, man, I'd okay. rather say your current principles might be different because principles, I guess, um, derive from your values um, and you might need to adjust your principles in the future because, um, okay, now I need a good example, man. Okay. You, you, your value is, man, uh, I love my family and... Your principle could be, okay, I put everything aside for my family. Um, Now, however, uh, you notice, man, uh, putting everything aside for my family leads to to a few conflicts uh, in the rest um, of of my life. I mean, you can neglect to work to a large extent. Okay, usually it's the other way around, right? But (laughs) yeah. and now on the other hand you have a lot of other values um like uh, like self-realization for example like learning stuff getting knowledge maybe doing something uh, in your life and now you could notice man okay my principles in the present are acting against a few of uh, those values, of those other values I have, maybe I need to adjust them. And maybe that's, that is what you 
what you were getting at because your principles in the present can be uh, very different from the values you actually have and maybe you need to adjust your principles right okay that was i don't know whether i put that in a good i think uh, yeah i think you did you did man um okay i agree that's probably a better way to put it yeah you have to adjust your principles not so much your values because ultimately the values you project onto your ideal self are the values you actually value (laughs) and whatever values you have at the current moment whatever your self-image consists of uh if there's a discrepancy between your self-image and your ideal self it must mean that there are some principles that are not quite there yet so that there is a congruency between the values of your self-image and of your ideal self but (laughs) shit man that was that was a very good summary man you put it (laughs) out there in such good words where where i struggled for several minutes right now (laughs) no man it's it's, i I just took your your argumentation and kind of summarized a bit but let's not get too much too too deep into that all principle value thing Actually, I th- I enjoy it. I mean, I enjoy it as well. But let let's try to get back a little more to to pragmatic authenticity. authenticity. Yeah, but that's it was like part of our discussion of, of finding Absolutely. out, man. Absolutely, um, okay. that's the foundation. That's the foundation. Our, uh, so I yeah. think we agree that our values, our belief systems, our principles are probably the most important aspect of authenticity and of acting authentically. Yeah. Right. And when when acting against them, due to society, which I think we should get into next, um, you are acting inauthentic because you're not acting according to your, um, first of all, values, which are, I guess, more important than uh, your principles. Right. Okay, l- let's get into that more. So you say yeah. if... So you say society is a big aspect of struggling to be authentic. The influence of society is a big aspect of struggling to be authentic. Okay. Mm. I can get into that a bit more if you want. (laughs) Go ahead. Give an example. Okay. Now, what I'd say is inauthentic acting is when you take over roles that society forces on you or that society puts out there uh, for you to take um that like uh, is in a very general view first of all uh, i have to say yeah there uh, that's not It's it's not actually the case you can take on roles of society if you have reflected about them if you um realized okay they are in they are in line with my values or principles or whatever you have at the current moment um then it's allowed for you to take on roles of society however uh, if you don't do that and if you just take them on um for as an example uh the roles you took on in your on your first workday were okay you're uh, an achiever you're a very quick learner you um yeah that that those were the roles that were kind of put onto you from from the society uh, societal structure um 
and you took them over in that sense. You didn't want to make a mistake. You wanted to be there in, uh, in a good light. Now, I'd argue that there is this kind of meta self that we have that can select whether we take on those roles, whether they are in line with our values. And this, man, let me think a bit. And, and this meta self that kind of, that we also have to get into that, that kind of stands outside of societal roles that can, that has a bit of an outside perspective on those roles. Its, it's job is to select the fitting parts of different roles and put them together so that they are in line with the value structure you have. Okay. And yeah, we still need to argue about how much outside of uh, society you can stand, obviously. And yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Let, let me address two, two main points. So, yeah. And again, I'm now, now I'm, I'm talking about the words you used. I find it quite interesting yes. that you repeatedly said society forces you to be a certain mm, yeah. way or forces you into certain roles. How exactly do you mean that? In the sense of... Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a good point, actually. Um, I'd say... Yeah, I'd say we'd need to discuss this um, taking over roles aspect a bit more then. Um, how I'd see it probably is that it's easier to switch off your your meta self that I that I talked about because you'd need to invest a lot of reflection um, and time um, and courage to to act authentically and this forcing aspect is not actually a forcing aspect in the sense of okay there is a dictator that wants you to uh yeah to do whatever it it can be it can be a, really an outside person um that that forces you to do stuff but i'd say it's the different societal roles that are taken over too easily without without reflection because that's the that's the the way to go that's the um yeah that that's the easy that's the easy way to go basically so forcing in the sense of um taking over roles unreflectedly okay yes <laughs> i again i again agree mostly so you're saying that society is structured in a certain way with certain roles for certain people and as you grow up yeah. there are for every stage of your life there are certain roles 
available that are predefined by the way society works, by the way society has been structured. And it's very easy to just give into that and be what is expected at that stage of your life. Is that mm -hmm. a good summary? Yes. And what I have to say is this is just a model. It's There are probably hundreds of cases where there are little exceptions. I mean, roles are not something strictly defined. They can be fluids. Yeah. Do you get sure. it? Yeah. It's just a model for visualizing a bit what's going on, I'd say. Okay. And... Now, relating that to authenticity, you say that if someone does not reflect enough on what role society may be implicitly forcing on them, that could yeah. lead to a, an inauthentic life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the counter-argument would it be... Actually, yeah, okay, go ahead. That there, are, there probably are a lot of people who feel very authentic adapting the roles that society has predefined and they feel yes. very authentic Good not point. reflecting about that stuff what about those people would you would you they say they are they are a majority or it's rather a minority of people who feel that way okay um First of all, the first point you made that people feel very comfortable with taking over roles um, in society. There, there, I'd say it's first of all not a conflict uh, with authenticity because you can actively decide for taking over those roles. Um, and if you actively decide with your kind of meta self for, okay, those roles are in line with me, then that's uh that's i'd say what i'd also call authenticity you we basically have to act in different roles or we have to create ourselves uh newly a bit different roles a bit differently a bit oh man bit we have to adjust our the, the societal roles a bit to our needs we can't act outside of the role system we have to take over certain roles um now the second point that you made is Okay, many people don't reflect about, about the roles they take on and then say they are, they are authentic. I'd actually say um, everyone has this certain uh, moral compass inside of themselves. Um, And this active thinking in this case might be done unconsciously because usually what happens if you, if you do a wrong action is, okay, your moral compass tells you, man, you might have fucked up there, right? At least that's how it's working for, for me. Um... And you can even be very rational about uh, uh, about <laughs> the stuff you made, like an utilitaristic choice of uh, taking down a plane with uh, terrorists on them. 
you can be very rational about it. Yeah, that's safe the 40,000 people in the stadium. Uh, but your moral compass still tells you, man, something something is wrong there. And there, it could, for example, be uh, that you are acting inauthentic because maybe one of your values is not to actively take the lives of people which yeah the whole the whole thing the whole example is really debatable yeah that's another another part but that wasn't just an example um so i'd say our meta self is actually making the choices of taking over roles actively by us being self-reflected and thinking about stuff do i really want to act uh, that way um, in my new job or do i or, or can i be also perceived as stupid because i have a few questions um or inexplicitly for example by this moral compass maybe that's that's how we can save the theory <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> that was a mouthful but i yeah i think i think i get it okay hmm all right i think we, we we talked a lot about kind of the philosophy behind authenticity and mm. the meta self and society how there are certain predefined roles that one can and can't take over if they don't, don't want to if they feel like it's not authentic to them if they're more compass um, or certain values and beliefs tell them that a certain predefined role is not authentic to themselves. Now, I'm asking myself, on a day-to-day -day basis, let's let's get really pragmatic. On a day-to-day -day basis, yeah. you you meet some new people. You 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 start a new semester. You meet some new people. You talk to them. You have certainly had, I certainly have had situations where it went great and I made a lot of friends. I felt very authentic and very just, very comfortable just being myself. And there were situations where I, after some interaction with someone, I just felt like, why did I just act so inauthentically? Why did I pretend to be someone mm -hmm. else? Where do you think that trigger to act inauthentically comes from in social interactions oh man hmm that's wow man that's a wonderful question i like it and i have to say first of all there is no direct question that's uh, no direct answer that springs to my mind there but i love the question <laughs> thanks hmm. man appreciate yeah. it where, where could it come from hmm I guess we'd need to have a bit more of a specific example here. But what I could imagine is with the one group of people, it was easier for you to act authentically because maybe you had um, the same values and it's easier to stand up for your values if the, all, all the group has the same values and the, for the other group, it wasn't the case. Maybe those people valued i don't know how successful you were in life on your cv more than how successful you are in self-reflection so that might be a point then i guess it's largely connected to your 
personal mood I can imagine because sometimes we just for example need acknowledgement and then we might act a bit cocky and brag and boast about ourselves because we want other people to acknowledge ourselves so it might be a daily it, it might vary from day to day how how well we can portray ourselves um yeah th those are the i guess the first ideas i have about it sure. <laughs> just a quick question before i answer to uh, i attempt to answer the question um you said part of it may be that the group you're talking to has similar values or beliefs as mm. as you have and yeah i agree that may very well be part of it but how is it though if you meet a completely new group of people you have no idea what their values are what their beliefs are you're just making small talk you're just talking about uni about how expensive munich is etc but i'd say just the small talky part isn't at least in the very beginning the small talky part isn't about um acting wrong or right it's just a bit of small talk um and there there is where you find out what the other person's values are and then that whole um example that i just gave might act into play that okay you resonate or you yeah. don't resonate yeah right but but how is it mm. with small talk though because that, that that's about that really interests me because it's something that i've I, that has happened to me quite a few times where I just meet someone new and with some people I just seem to be very comfortable being authentic, just being myself, uh, yeah. however way I see fit in that moment. And with some people, it just there's this weird tension for some reason I can't really open up and I just feel very inauthentic. And I'm sure you've stumbled upon, upon that too. So why, why do you think that is? But I guess that's exactly it. Um, the other people the other person's values they don't have to be conveyed explicitly by what they say they can also be um conveyed by their reactions whether they are interested in what you're saying um i think a lot of that stuff is is going on in that way um yeah that, that little probing that um inexplicit value con communication i guess what it's what what i what i'd say so when somebody is really interested in, in what you're saying maybe brings up a few examples on their own asks further questions then okay you see man um it's easy to open up to that person whereas with other ones it's it's they are doing the opposite and therefore it it's not as easy but yeah, I don't know whether that sums up the, or whether that uh, is what you what you w wanted to hear from me. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to hear from you, right? No, it's it. With your sense. credit card uh, yeah. number. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there mm. probably is an implicit. Mm, communication yeah implicit communication oh, yeah. of of values and beliefs and just general perspectives on life so yeah that that may may very well be a trigger for it 
Yeah. And <laughs> I think uh, I think I want to go that the idea just came uh, to me for that. I think I want to go into your or like um yeah yeah your part of the um dialogue in that sense a bit more because the issue might also lie at uh, at your side in that case um because of internal fears because you might perceive the other person as a highly professional person um therefore you already think man no i can't i can't uh seem weak in front of <laughs> that person i can't open up right now i can't be i can't act uh, how i really am like those are maybe already implicit assumptions about another person about a conversation that you have because of the setting because it's a business setting for example because of the position or whatever other social value as inscribes to the other person i yeah. think i think yeah those are the two parts like first of all in your pre-assumptions of of the conversation and how the other persons how the other people convey their value structure i guess <laughs> We are right. talking too much about values. We might want to define values. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a philosophy uh, student would do now. <laughs> right. I, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. So I've... That's kind of what I mentioned in the beginning that, you know, that person I started, I started an internship at that person you know he's the ceo and founder and he's like really accomplished and obviously really smart and all of that and you come in there as a 19 year old intern who doesn't even study computer science <laughs> who just taught himself and yeah there, there's some some aspect of wanting to prove yourself wanting to show that you're competent and that you're a fast learner and that you're reliable and all of that and that kind of tenses you up a bit and makes you uh, say weird things and act very, yeah, just very tensed up and kind of inauthentic. Um, but, and maybe let's get into that. But I still think there are different types. Just just a bit, uh, just a little bit that I wanted to put in there. Sure. Like the pre-assumptions I talked about that you make yourself I'd say those are exactly the roles that are expected in society from you and that you can take either on or that you can adjust for your own needs. And I guess what we can derive from that is like a, a call to action of thinking a bit about the roles you might want to portray in that situation or not. Like, for example, when you're in class and you might seem stupid if you ask a, your professor a question, but on the same hand, why... Why do you value being smart so much? <laughs> right. Or yeah. rather being perceived as being smart. As smart, exactly. Yeah. That okay. that was just a so short side note to connect it to the roles model we we established. Sure. Nice, man. But let's... Another thing that just... I, th I feel like this episode, I'm, I'm just asking you the questions that randomly pop up <laughs> into my head. I like the questions, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So another thing that just popped up was, you know, I still think there are different types of 
inauthenticity. So for example, when I take again the example of studying as an intern somewhere, you feel kind of imposter syndrome and you're not so sure of yourself and you feel like everyone else is just so professional and accomplished. And you're kind of starting to become a bit, um, how would you say, a bit self, no, how's it called? If you're not self-confident, you're, uh, what's the contrary to that? Insecure, 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 yeah, right, right. So you become a bit insecure and you're not sure how to act and you want to make a good impression, all of that. That's kind of inauthenticity that comes from, let's, let's say it comes from insecurity, from wanting to be perceived positively. But obviously there's also part to inauthenticity that is much more dangerous, much more manipulative and that you know doesn't really serve some positive purpose such as leaving a good first impression it's more of a wanting to manipulate people and how they perceive you this kind of conscious inauthenticity oh yeah conscious inauthenticity yeah and now my questions would be First off, do you feel like you sometimes act consciously inauthentic so you gain a certain advantage in certain situations? And the second part is, is that something that's really that has really been a good long-term solution for you? Has it worked for you? Shit, man. Or does it come <laughs> back to biting your ass? Man, 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 man. <laughs> Your questions are so wonderful today, man. It's, it's yeah, I, I re- I'm surprised. Like, yeah, and I'm not, uh, not even not drunk. That, not that's, th- that's the interesting part. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. <laughs> yeah, not that I want to say that your questions are shitty always. That's not the case. It's just they're <laughs> especially good today. Okay, man. Conscious inauthenticity. I guess we can sum that. I, okay, we can sum that up with, with a short sentence, with a short saying that um, I'll bring up in a second. I'd say I, I, I might believe that I only act consciously inauthentic when I can say make it till you fa- fake it till you make it. Because I might act inauthentic in the moment only to achieve what I just uh, inauthentically ma- uh, said or conducted in the future to open myself up to to that chance of 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 yeah achieving the thing I, I consciously was inauthentic about. Um, that was the question is I said as an example, I guess. Um, I guess the the whole the whole pitching for yourself and for certain positions thing like okay you you can pull up different things that might um support you getting that job offer but at the same time in yourself you know actually it's quite disconnected from that job will what that job will actually be like 
um, and it's just nice to say in that moment, but it's probably won't won't help you. Mm. I, I I have to I I have a lack of finding a good example, but mm, yeah, Let, let's end that point here. I guess I guess acting inauthentically is is kind of kind of kind of ish still okay if you can say that by doing so you can get authentic in the future now the harder question is where am i acting inauthentic consciously and it's not in that case um i guess I guess a lot of time when I'm interacting with other people because earlier or later I always notice, man, am I boasting or not even notice? When when I'm telling about the stuff I achieved, then usually I'm doing that consciously because I want to feel good. <laughs> yeah. And then I might still say things like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to say that uh, because I want to boast. Which yeah, everyone can say, but actually, it's <laughs> it is right. to to share a bit, to to get a bit of acknowledgement, to share a bit what um, you achieved so far. Yeah. Now, in the long term, the long term aspect has that come back to me. Um, I mean, it's that one is particularly hard to assess because I guess people might have the image of an achiever of you afterwards, but they also think you're a super, super, um, how do you say? Like, not likable. <laughs> arrogant yeah. or... Arrogant, exactly, man. English <laughs> adjectives. My English teacher <laughs> would kill me right now for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah okay that's yeah. maybe one aspect i can think of at the moment yeah right but those like the situation you situations you've mentioned were all situations where yes you were acting consciously inauthentic but yes. it wasn't to hurt anyone it wasn't to manipulate ah, them negatively okay, it was more aspect as well to to gain some yeah some some how would you say to gain some advantages for yourself or to gain some recognition, some social recognition from your peers. Um, but that, that, that was the case though, but right. actively, uh, but you mean actively hurting someone by maybe not actively trying to hurt them, but rather in the process of trying to gain an advantage, you hurt other people. I mean, wait, for getting other for getting an advantage i hurt other people yeah indirectly indirectly collateral collateral damage i think i think that's not the case from i i'd love to or i guess i i i believe that that's not the case for me I, there might be examples that i that might not come to mind at the moment but i mean Usually what happens is okay when you when you compete for whatever then 
you want to be seen in the best light possible, obviously. Um, and that's what I'm also doing. And then the other person might be hurt because they are not getting the thing because I get it. Would you say that's actively hurting? Like, no, I don't, that, that, I don't that's think That's what, so. what I wanted to maybe say with the fake it till you make it aspect. Like, you can fake stuff a bit um, to get certain job positions <laughs> or to win certain things. Um, and the other person might be more skilled. <laughs> then that would be hurting not only them but i guess the the whole whole whatever aspect you you're part of the whole yeah. society the whole competition or right. whatever hmm. but as i said i only do those things if i can say man i can actively uh, i can actually live up to the things i said maybe not right. at the moment maybe i can fake it at the moment but i'm 99 sure that i can get there within the next few i don't know weeks months whatever right yeah that that's definitely a very important aspect being able to live up to what you portray and i mean i mean if you live up to what you portray and what you want people to perceive you as it means that is actually you because we established that your actions ultimately are who you are and if you're acting uh, wait no 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 what that was just a critical question at the beginning i asked you to make you think a bit more about the right to make our listeners well, a bit more about it. that's your actions are only part of what you are i guess okay <laughs> just just to to clarify you're right, that you're right, sorry you're right um okay so if your actions are part of what you are and you act according to what you said you're gonna do that means what you've said even if at that point in time it was or it could be considered inauthentic it then becomes authentic because you be actually become that person would you agree with yeah. that hmm. there is there is still something some some little thing some maybe the moral compass i don't know some little thing reveling against what you just said because you put it okay. very uh how, how do you say that very provocative okay but i guess yeah in the present whenever you say that stuff it's not authentic but in the future you might become that and then you are authentic hmm. but i actually also wonder whether this example is actually an example about authenticity or an example about some other thing like uh being honest or li not lying hmm. maybe that's a part of authenticity yeah hmm. well i just I wondered whether the thing we are talking about is actually authenticity or some mm. something else well with, i do think that example. honesty honesty or not lying is a very big part of being authentic although as i said in that particular example of let's say you apply for a job position and you're not quite sure if you can manage a certain aspect of the job description, but in the interview, you just, you're just self-confident and you say, yeah, no problem. I manage. I'll figure it out, even though you have no mm -hmm. idea if you will. Um, or maybe you're that self-confident and you're 99% sure that 
you're going to be able to live up to your word and then you actually achieve it. What you said in the beginning may have been inauthentic in a way, may have been a white lie, but you've lived up to it and therefore it becomes part of you and therefore it becomes authentic. And that kind of, in a way, but makes your white lie more acceptable. Yeah, but then again, we I think we're discussing about the lying process too much. Would you say that you are actually authentic if you if you lie in that situation? Like we, I I, I think we need to get closer to the authenticity part of this example a bit yeah, more. Yeah, right. Are, if you, if you are lying, if you are making promises that you are reasonably sure to live up to, is that authentic? Because personally, I guess for me to be authentic um, would be, man, I really value honesty. And then I say, man, I might not be perfect for that. I might learn about the thing uh, in the future. At the moment, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm, I'm reasonably sure I can, I can manage it. That would be an authentic answer in that case and not maybe not even the make it till you uh, the fa fake it till you make it aspect of it of actually lying and achieving uh, right. the thing later then yeah. so actually i'd say this fake it till you make it thing is not as authentic as, uh, as i believed it to be 10 minutes ago <laughs> right yeah you're mm. right you're right i'm i'm deviating quite a bit from authenticity but it's still an interesting thing to think about. And you're right. The authentic response would be, hey, I have no idea what you're talking about. But I'm sure I can acquire those skills in the next few weeks with a little bit of help. Maybe a little bit of mentorship, whatever. Mm -hmm. But as of now, I have no idea. But I'll manage. And then you're managing it. And your answer has been authentic. And you've actually achieved what you set out to yep. achieve. But yeah, that, that's kind of another aspect. You're right. I'm deviating. Man. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. No worries. All right. Hmm. Yeah. Then again, back to your original question. <laughs> what was my question? I guess. <laughs> I have no the, idea. <laughs> the, the original question was, um, where are we acting consciously inauthentic? Right. Yes. Do you have examples about that from your personal life? I do. <laughs> I have quite a lot of examples, actually. Um, I prefer not to give too many details. Too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but worries. Yeah. Th there have definitely been situations in which I've consciously decided to not be truthful and to not act authentically because either I thought I might get a disadvantage from that or because I thought that I could gain some advantage even if there were people involved that could potentially get a disadvantage from my behavior and I still did it um, yeah so definitely there have been situations and obviously that's usually where the where how's it called the moral dilemma comes in and mm. where you feel like okay i've i may have gained some advantage i may have 
I may have moved past my competitors, but the price of that is, or has been in some cases for me that I feel terrible. (laughs) And I feel like I have acquired a certain position or I've acquired a certain, I've achieved something just because I was the first one to be willing to be inauthentic and to give Mm. me that leap in front of everyone else. But it sounds overdramatic and there there aren't too many instances of that, but it has certainly happened in the past and I've certainly used that as a strategy to improve my chances of whatever I was trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. Mm. Now, two short notes on that. I think it's funny that authenticity is a very personal thing and there could be another person exactly in your situation right now that made the success thing it's his absolute value um and that could be acting completely authentic in in that case and destroy at destroying other people's lives or whatever you were talking about (laughs) yeah i'm not destroying Uh, anyone's lives i'm just joking man (laughs) then you get that yeah and that can be actually acting very authentic in completely terrible things hmm yeah yeah I guess, well, to drop a buzzword, man, authentic leadership, man, that Hitler guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. In that case, authenticity is not always, I guess, a positive thing, right? Just just as a little side note. Okay, do do you think, let's quickly take that example. Like a positive thing for yourself, maybe, but not, um, not for public... Uh, well-being in that sense so yeah completely opposite example of yours um, is not good for the public um, but good for yourself yeah yeah whereas for you it was not good for yourself to act uh, yeah i guess authenticity always means um uh, always always is uh, good for yourself in every case but it depends whether it's good for others as well <laughs> to act in authentic yeah. do you th- do, okay do you think authenticity is always good for yourself um when that's a good question because in the short term yeah you can act against uh, your own success and stuff um however I'd rather, I guess, that that sounds very rainbowy, uh, cheesy. Um, I'd rather be a person that acted in line with their values, their principles, like acted authentic, than betraying myself, as you as you said at the beginning of the episode. Right. So for you, it's more more of a how do I feel about myself after doing certain things? Do I feel like I've betrayed myself? Do I feel like I've been inauthentic? Do I feel like I've lied? And if that's not the case, then whatever decision I've made, it must have been the best decision in that particular situation. Mm, In that sense, yes. Because in the long term, if you can't say you are 
in line with what you're doing, then you become a politician. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if you don't feel like you're in line with what you're doing, then you lose purpose somehow. Oh. Okay. Right. To drop another buzzword that we need to define and stuff if we were philosophically <laughs> correct, but. Right. Yeah. You're right. Purpose. Hmm. Yeah. Or meaning, maybe. So, meaning, yeah, meaning, maybe. Although. I mean, you get into like a, a, let's say, personal crisis, like, or maybe also midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> that is also sure. part of, part of having acted maybe inauthentic for too long. Right. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah. I think the other extreme of that would be, okay, let's say if you act inauthentically all the time, um, you're at a job you don't like, you only do it for the money and for the status, you're with a person you don't really love, you're, I don't know, living in an area you don't really like, etc., etc. Yeah, that will probably lead to a lot of problems in the future. But the other way around would be you're only doing what you feel is right and what you f feel like is right for your life and for the people around you. And that sounds all rainbowy and sunny, but I think in a society where many domains, it just doesn't work that way. And those kind of people have a hard time achieving societal success or moving up the let's say moving up the societal hierarchy because they're just being themselves and they don't obey to stupid rules and they don't obey to the things that just don't make sense to them i think in the long run they're going to have an equally hard time at least when it comes to like the financial situation um although i must say they probably are a lot more fulfilled in the long term than the people who acted inauthentically. But they still they still put a lot of how would you say it? Stones in their way. Yeah. By just being themselves all the time and being kind of against the masses just for the purpose of being against the masses. But That's maybe the thing I, I mentioned earlier, that it's okay not to be against the masses. Acting authentically doesn't mean to act against the masses uh, all the time. It's okay to be in line with societal um, thoughts or in, in many aspects. Hmm. Yeah, but I guess it boils down to the question of what do you define as a fulfilled life? And I think, at least, at least for myself, um, if I find myself in a position I don't want to feel, in a position where I feel inauthentic, then I can be as rich and as wealthy as possible. I can have 50 wives and 100 sons and <laughs> 200 uh, 200 daughters and whatever <laughs> right who, who what 
it doesn't really matter if I'm if I'm not in line with myself, if I'm not feel like I'm I'm at the right place, if I'm not in line with the myself ideal image or yeah my self image I want where I want to be at. I think it really boils down to yeah your your value structure in that case right. and just because society values success and being up in the hierarchical ladder again um it doesn't mean that you have to take over that role because what you can take over as a role is authenticity itself authenticity itself can be also a role maybe um which you are in line with and then society might perceive you less of a of a valuable person because you're not up the ladder because you did not uh, trick yourself there with unethical choices and and stuff but with you and yourself you are still in line and you acted according to your values and that's what makes your life meaningful <laughs> Purpose right. driven, whatever. <laughs> All of that. That that, that was a bit of a uh, monologue babbling thing. I don't know how much we could get out of it. <laughs> no, but yeah, I agree. But again, I think let, let's just take that as a as a last example because I I, I find yeah. that thought quite interesting. Let's say one extreme is as you said, you're rich and famous and have the most beautiful wives and yes plural wives um, <laughs> and children Oof. and whatnot and you have achieved every you have achieved everything that would be considered to make you a successful person in today's society but you've gotten there but by not by being yourself but by just playing roles all the time and being what is expected of you and doing what other people want you to do or doing what, where the money is or mm. marrying just who has a, a nice butt and <laughs> whatever, you know? <laughs> and yeah, in the short term, you may not feel the consequences of that, but in the long term, you definitely will. And as you said, your lives probably be quite meaningless because there's nothing authentic and substantial in there. But on mm -hmm. the other hand, you're someone, you're a free spirit, someone who acts according to their own morals and to their own value system and belief system. And you don't subjugate yourself to authorities that force you to sacrifice some part of your authentic self and i don't know maybe you're an artist who just wants to paint and doesn't care about neither money nor fame nor status nor nothing else and as long as you kind of have clean water and i don't know a loaf of bread per day you're you're content the question is is that really is that life really so much more meaningful i don't know i think if, to me it seems kind of similarly empty because hmm. i mean hmm. you're you're probably alone you barely have anything to eat and some 
many things but in life that can be man- meaningful you- require some some type of financial position and you're just living day in day out without any real goals without any real aspirations without any responsibility i think that's a big part you don't have any real responsibility if you're just painting all day and just trying to <laughs> live the next day yeah i don't know man, man it seems kind what, of empty what what you are doing right now is arguing from your own paradigm of, of what you believe to be sure um successful and again uh, i think authenticity and success in life is the most personal thing that or, or is very subjective in that sense and it should be the the most individual and the most personal thing about us if we are acting authentically and not taking over societal roles so yes man it might seem very tragic to you and very much of a wasted life but how can you say that that person is not living a fulfilled life if that person is convinced that they are themselves living a fulfilled life you can't you can't take away um you can't take away from them that they are in their perspective living a fulfilled life because you think differently about right right lives. right well that, that that wasn't exactly what i was trying to say it's just that i oh man i try to be objective here but it's, it's quite hard because i think much of what makes life meaningful and i think most philosophers and psychologists would agree on that is that having real responsibility and having having people that care for you and that you care for and contributing to the people around you in some kind of way and what i'm saying is that if your authentic self and i'm not saying that there's a right way to be authentic i'm just saying if your authentic self is the free spirit artist who doesn't want to be near anyone and doesn't want to make money. I mean, he's being authentic and he's living his life and he is doing what feels authentic to him. But I I'd argue that he still will not feel fulfilled at the end of his life if he doesn't have people around him, if he doesn't have any responsibility, if he hasn't contributed to society or to humanity in some type of way. I think that's mm, I'd say I, I I think I I can grasp your problem a bit more. Again, I'd say no, it's definitely possible for that person to be very content with their life and being an uh, a social asshole that only focuses on their personal art. That's very much possible. But what you maybe are struggling with is man, there should be this like like a bigger image, like a bigger definition of what a fulfilled life might look for everyone that everyone should maybe strive for in that yes and yes and no i don't think i'm looking for for a definition i think the definition already exists i think 
even if you're being authentic, if you ignore those very important things that have been proven over and over again to be very important to a person's sense of meaning and purpose and happiness, if you ignore them, then you're probably not going to be happy. Then you are objectively less happy than another person who has recognized those values. But subjectively, because of a lack of information, you might still be living the best possible life. I don't think so. I don't think someone who doesn't know those, let's say, definitions or that those those principles that have proven themselves to make up a meaningful life. I don't think if you don't know about them, then you're suddenly just going to feel as content as someone who knows about them because i think at the end of your life you're gonna feel that something just something was missing there just wasn't there's just a part now it becomes highly kind of subjective yeah but because then because then you recognize man there is a lack of maybe personal relationships and stuff and then you suddenly broadened your horizon man there is there is this other um aspect to a fulfilled life that i completely missed out on but because i didn't have that information or the thought about it before i might still be able to live the perfectly fulfilled life it's only that at the end of your person or or of your life you might reflect a lot and get the conclusion get the to the information that man there must be this other aspect that makes me happy right but before they knew that information that information wasn't part of their authentic selves that's what I'm saying. Those people feel like they're being yeah. authentic and looking from the outside in, you might say, yeah, they're, they're just being who they are and they're just living their life in however way they see fit. But there still are some things that vastly contribute to you actually having a sense of meaning and purpose in your life. And you can be as authentic as you want to be if you really don't yeah. have those, if you ignore them, or if you just don't know about them, you're still going to feel like something's missing and you may be authentic but you will be probably just as miserable as the person who has achieved everything objectively has objective societal success and money and fame whatever um but hasn't gotten there in an authentic way and what i'm arguing is that both extremes can be equally miserable and Mm. just being authentic all the time and ignoring everything else and just being inauthentic all the time and ignoring everything else are both paths to a quite miserable and unhappy life so what i'm trying to say probably i think i have no idea (laughs) is that there still is some balance and completely disregarding societal norms as we said is not the right way and it's important to reflect upon those predefined roles and to figure out okay how far am i willing to go to still feel authentic, but to also not jeopardize my own happiness and my own life. Mm. Yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, man. If If you don't want to jeopardize your own life and achieve happiness, then... I'd argue, man, that's part of your value system. Therefore, acting authentically in that case would consist of um, acknowledging 
that you might want to step over corpses from time to time <laughs> to achieve what you what you want and in that case you'd be acting authentically and in that case it is the best possible way of going about things i think there in the, in this with this argument um i i still don't feel like that acting 100% authentically could be a bad thing. I, okay. I, I still, I, because if you see that you're acting in a bad way, then there is some value uh, somewhere that is telling you that you are acting in a bad way because only with values we can determine whether things are good or bad. And therefore... If you've been thinking that you act authentic and discovered, okay, I feel bad about this, nevertheless, then this value will be get adop adapt adopt adopted into your value system, um, changing the definition of what authentic means to you. Therefore. You have to act uh, in a different way to be authentic again, to be in line with your principles. And in that case, it isn't possible to add in a bad way by acting authentically. Because if something bad happens, it gets automatically adopted into your value system and your definition of authenticity changes. Yeah, that, that would be my argument. Right. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And I, I agree with that part. And that's why I said before that it's not being 100% authentic that can be dangerous. It's more being 100% being 100 authentic while ignoring everything else. Being someone that is like, you know, I don't care about society. I don't care about other people. I don't care about what philosophers have said about living a good life. I don't care about any type of spirituality or religion i don't care what other people have figured out about living mm. a meaningful then, life i'm just being myself yeah but then you have to differentiate between are you actively ignoring all those things because then because then you are acting inauthentically because one of your values would be um to pay attention to to the stuff that other people might uh, deem as important in life and to reflect about that, then you're ac actually not acting authentically. You might be thinking you act authentically, but because you're actively ignoring that part, objectively, you are acting inauthentically. On the other hand, if you're unconsciously acting inauthentically, then... No, wait. No, 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 wait. That was wrong. If you're acting unconscious... Sorry, what, what did I say with the acting actively? Um, what was the word afterwards? If you actively... No, if you... Oh, yeah, if you actively ignore stuff. Yeah, that was the case. That, right. was, that was the point. If you unconsciously ignore all of that stuff, then you, you can't um, figure out in that moment that this is part of your 
value system, therefore you are acting uh, authentically. And because of the lack of information, you are subjectively living uh, a happy life. But that might change in the future because then you notice, oh man, actually those are also values of mine. Um, rendering what you did back then from your perspective in this moment as inauthentic. But because you always acted according to the values you had or you have 100%, you can still say, man, that action back then was authentic because I acted on all the information I had. Just from my point now, I wouldn't do that again. But there we notice, okay, it's possible to act 100% um, authentic, but in the future, I still might end up at a point where I'm not that happy anymore because I discovered some values of mine. Therefore, one of my values has to be, I have to be self-reflected and find out uh, different values about mine and continuously reevaluate them. Um, but if I always act in line with my values, I arrive at then subjectively or I, I arrive at a, at a place where I live a happy life. Because you can also think about, man, what might happen 20 years in the future if I don't pay uh, any attention to society or what will happen at my deathbed. If you take those things into account and derive values from them, then I'd say it's not wrong to act authentically 100% uh, of times. <laughs> given Long that you're self-reflected. Yeah, given, given that, that you're self-reflected self and right. self-reflection is one of your values. Right. But first of right. all, you it have to, to discover be... that it's Exa one of exactly. your values. You have to discover yeah. that one of your values is to be self-reflective and you also have to realize that you can only be authentic if you're self-reflective, if you actually figure out who you are yeah. and what you value and what makes a meaningful life and all of that. Man, then following from that, the only way we're acting 100% inauthentic is actually bad is if you haven't figured out that self-reflection is needed. I if you haven't figured out who you actually are. Because you, you can think you're acting authentically, but actually be inauthentic yeah. because you don't actually know who you are. <laughs> Man. <sighs> I guess. My brain. <laughs> okay. Man, I like those mind games. <laughs> I, I see that. Now you see, see what, what, what we're doing in philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was yeah. quite, quite interesting. Quite impressive on your part, this episode. I was just taking uh, it all in and asking questions, but quite a big i enjoyed big... it man actually I, I really enjoyed it like, it was great thinking a lot yeah man yeah um <sighs> i guess <laughs> that's is there let's is there anything you want to say points. yeah i think i think the most important let's let's keep it as short and sweet as possible so the the listeners yeah. can take something away um, the most important part of being authentic, as we now established after a long of thinking, is mm. to figure out who you actually are and what, what your values and principles and beliefs are. And to think about the predefined roles in society, in your family, among your friends and all of that and figure out if that's in tune with who you are or who you want to be, which are kind of similar things as we talked about. Yep. And... Yeah, that, that's my main takeaway. What about you, Elias? Anything to add? 
Um, we discussed a few triggers of not actually being or of not acting authentically, I guess. Right. You can also reflect about that. Uh, first of all, whether the person you are uh, communicating with, whether their values are the same as yours or not, because if they're not, it's harder to act authentic because you want to resonate with other people. Um, therefore, you are in like a conflict between resonance and acting authentic. So reflect about that, I'd say, uh, when talking with others. Also reflect about your presumptions that you're making when going in about, about the roles that you need to show in, in the conversation and whether they are in line with your authenticity. Um, and other than that, I guess from the last discussion from, for which we now had for a few minutes, it's, it's not bad if you act a hundred percent authentic or maybe 99%. I don't know. Maybe we didn't figure out an, uh, an exception to the rule we just stated, but in general, it's not bad to act authentic. If you know that you should do this under the pre pre assumption of being self-reflected to figure out your values. Yeah. Right. I don't know whether that's some man, my words. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you, you've talked enough for, a, for an evening, I think. Uh, <laughs> you've used your shut brain that enough. man up. <laughs> Throw him out of here. <laughs> no, man, it's okay. It, it was great. I, yeah. I greatly enjoyed it. Um, I think we had quite a, quite a few, quite a few interesting insights mm. and new, new perspectives. Yeah. And I hope, obviously, that... The listeners out there could take some good stuff away from yeah. our discussion and if so now to the listeners subscribe leave a review a like um give us feedback and hope to see you next week bye 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 bye